Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Family vital signs. That's my topic. You know, in our world, we check vital signs, particularly in the area of health. We have definite indicators of good health or failing health. Blood pressure, pulse, heart rate, uh, oxygen levels, you know, and so on. We, We have these indicators or these markers that tell us the state of our health and whether we should take a certain kind of action corrective action, perhaps, or certainly preventative action. But we also have indicators in the area of education. Periodically, we pause and see how our kids are doing in school. We use grades. We use teacher comments as indicators. We make observations. You know, sometimes we have special questionnaires and we have special tests at the end of the year to see how Progress is moving along for a particular student. Those are vital signs. Education proceeds forward on vital signs in the same way that health does. We also have vital signs in the area of the social relationships that we have with our kids and our kids have with others. We periodically check out their friends. We check out the parents of their friends. We check out the activities in which they're engaged in. We listen we listen for signs of, of uh, trouble or signs of some kind of distress in the voice or in the words of our children relative to their friends and their social relationships. We watch the events that they participate in. For instance, concerts. We don't just let them go to concerts. We check it out. Sometimes we go along. In other words, we use vital signs to tell us whether our kids' social relationships are moving forward positively or whether there's trouble ahead. But you know, family life is the same way. Family life can also be evaluated relative to certain vital signs. You know, we want to look at what a family is like, how it is structured, how it functions together. And that tells us whether our family life is moving forward positively in a healthy manner or whether our family health our family relationships are faltering and in trouble let me give you six vital signs of family life use these as a way to test your family to check out your family to see how your family functions how your family life is strong and healthy or if it's weak and failing. These are good, good vital signs that we need to take into account as we look at our own personal families and how our families, you know, function. So let me start out with a a very definite um, vital sign that's important for all families. Does the family face problems together? Does the family work on problems together? Does the family solve problems together? The emphasis is upon the togetherness of a family. Do you face problems? Do you solve problems? Do you work on problems? Do you think about problems and plan to avoid problems together as a family? In other words, do the parents and children try to figure out what's going on wrong in the family and how to fix it? And what steps to take? 
Do both parents make decisions? Do both parents talk to their kids? Do both parents tell the children the outcome of a problem or of a decision that they have made upon a request of a child? Do they work together? Are parents together in the creation of the family, in the solving of problems of the family, and in the day-to-day functioning of the family? Is, are, the, is, are the parents cooperating and are the children and parents cooperating and coming up with solutions to any problem that might arise within the family? Do you set aside time in the weekend to sit down together as a family and think future? What you want to do this weekend or next weekend or next month or next year or any time in the future? Do you plan together as a family? Do you discuss together? Do you have fun together? Do you enjoy talking together? Okay, that's number one. Does a family face problems together? Work on problems together? Solve problems together? Celebrate the solution of problems together and move forward together? Okay, that's that togetherness issue. Okay, that's number one. Here's another vital sign for family. Family members spend time together in the community. Okay, what that really is trying to say is, are you as a family together in, a, in the community? Do you go places together? Do you take in family, I mean, uh, community events together, recreational activities together? Do you belong to recreational organizations together as a family? Do you go to church together? Are you both, are, is everybody involved in the school program of the kids? Are all parents and kids sharing mutually in the community events in which you live? Religious life, is it shared together? Is it engaged in together? All kinds of activities. Do we do things together, spend time together, and enjoy each other together? So it's not just solving problems, but it's becoming part of a community and enjoying what a community has to offer a family. The common values, the common enjoys, and the common enjoyments that are available for a family. Do you together engage in community events and community activities? Or are you just sitting at home? Healthy families are involved families, or outwardly involved families. Okay, here's number three. The parents or parents set a high standard for their children. Healthy families, healthy parents set high standards for their kids. And what that means is this, is that there are rules. There are expectations. They're clearly articulated. They're clearly announced. They're clearly understood. They're clearly discussed. They're clearly formed by the family together. So it's not just rules that come on down from on high, but there are rules that have been generated by family through family discussion, but the family commits to those rules and lives by them. Whether you're the father, you're the mother, or you're the oldest child or the youngest child, doesn't matter. Do you engage in the in a lifestyle that meets the standards set for the family doesn't matter what neighbors do doesn't matter what your friends do you it is your family that's important your family sets your own standards and lives by them 
That's what a healthy family does. Sets standards and lives by them. Rules are important. Rules have value. Rules have consequences. If you meet the rules, you live by them, there's a lot of positive consequences that come about. If you violate rules, disregard them, then there are consequences of a negative kind that come about. In other words, parents praise and reward kids for keeping the standards. But, clip the wings of the kids, punish the kids when standards are not met and disregarded and abused. So, setting standards, living by standards, honoring standards, obeying standards, and in celebrating standards is important for healthy family life. That's three. And here's number four. Family members are allowed to be different and to feel different. In other words, we're not a cookie-cutter family. You take three children, one has very great interest in music. One has great interest in sports. One has great interest in science. All those three kids have equal value, but they all live a different interest level. They all engage in different activities in pursuit of their interests. You see, everybody is loved, but also everybody is unique. Everybody is a little bit different. And as a result of that, those differences are celebrated, not punished, or not degraded. We want children to develop their own personality that they were born with and that they were given by birthright. But to develop those gifts and abilities and strengths and capabilities and uh, gifts and abilities to develop them and live fully as an individual. Yet there's harmony within the family. Everybody supports each other's differences. Everybody celebrates each other's differences. Everybody utilizes each other's differences. Everybody benefits from each other's differences. Rather than to look upon the differences as being something unnecessary or to treat it in a derogatory manner. So in other words, healthy families have a whole variety of interests and a whole variety of abilities and traits and capabilities within the family and that is celebrated and recognized and appreciated and utilized. Okay, here's number five. Family members discuss their thoughts and their feelings openly and freely. In other words, healthy families speak honestly, but they speak with affection, they speak with respect, they speak with honor for each other, speak with consideration for each other, appreciation for each other, empathy for each other. They encourage each other to open up and to share their thoughts and their feelings, their ideas, without anger and without disparagement and without put-downs. People listen. They listen to each other within healthy families. They talk to each other. They share with each other. They benefit from that talk. If conflict arises, that's talked about. That's openly discussed and a solution is come up with. And people commit to that solution and live it out. In other words, healthy families have feelings and have thoughts. But we are allowed to have our own thoughts and our own feelings and they be respected by each other. 
so that by that respect, even though people are different, they're all one. There is oneness in the difference in healthy families. And here's the last one, number six, in healthy families, the vital signs. Adults feel close to each other and share authority. The parents, they feel close to each other. There's a commonness, there's a, a commonality, and there's a oneness between mom and dad. And they share that authority as parents. One isn't necessarily the dominant authority, although there's a head of a family. But there's that sense of shared authority and shared commitment to the good welfare and the future of the family. A shared leadership, if you will. Shared support. Shared celebration. Shared praise. See, parents together praise their kids. Parents together commend their kids. Parents together honor their kids. Parents together support their kids. Parents together bring the family together as parents and children as one. And if you're a single parent, you, you parent those children with confidence and knowing that you are the parent. You're not the friend. You can never be a friend to your child. You're the parent of a child. You can be friendly. You have friendly relationships, but you're not a friend. Kids need their own friends. That's what we call those peers. And if you're a single parent or you're a double parent in the, in the family, you parent your children with courage and confidence and with positive hope and honor for the future. You take time to discuss. You take time to share. You take time to open up and listen. And if you listen well, people will listen to you well when you talk. So if children talk, you listen. If parents talk, children listen. And you have this family of interaction where there's a oneness of listening and talking. So it's a close family relationship where there's shared authority. Parents have their level of authority. Children have their level of authority. But there's no mix-up. There's no role confusion. Parents are the head of the home. Parents are the head of the family. Parents make the ultimate decision. Parents make the final decision. Parents make the primary decision. Pra parents set the pace. Parents set the tone. Parents set the goals. Parents set the direction of the family life. But they do so in the consultation of their children. So there's a oneness. So that's vital science of a family. So here's my question. How are you doing? How is your family doing? How is the family in which you grew up as a child? What was it like? How, how, how are the vital signs of your, your family as you grew up over the years? But what's the vital, vital signs of your family today? Your children may be in the midst of growing up. Your children may have already grown and left the home. But you're still family. And what are the vital signs? How are your vital signs functioning today? Hopefully they're better than they've ever functioned in the past. But keep it up. These are markers, and we need to look at them periodically. If you go to the doctor once a year, then these vital signs need to be functioning and be reviewed once a year. If you go to the doctor twice a year, then consider these vital signs twice a year. 
Follow that model. Follow that example. But whatever you do, remember, vital signs tell us where we stand and give us an indication of what we need to do for the future to keep our families strong and healthy. And they also tell us where our problems are so we can address those problems and become healthy again. Hey, nice to have you with me. Thanks for joining. Let me refer you to Lehman's Lock and Safe. If you have a little key problem, a lock problem, a safe problem, need to buy a key, buy a lock, have something fixed, car door fixed or whatever, Lehman Lock and Safe, Fresno, California. Okay? Right on Shaw Avenue by First Street. So give them a call. They'll be there to help you. And I've used them over all the years of my time here in Fresno. And have found them to always be professional, timely, and high quality. So it's Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N. Lehman Lock and Safe. I refer you to them if you have a lock problem. Anyway, bye for now and thanks for joining me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>